Deutsche Goldmass here, Mining Stock Daily, sitting here with Zach Flood, CEO of Kennerland Minerals. Kennerland trades on the Venture Exchange with KLD and on the OTCQX with KLDCF. Uh, Zach, there's a follow-up conversation on news you published uh, last week, actually. I think it was last week. And uh, it was just new drill results out of the uh, Frotet project there in Quebec uh, with your partner Sumitomo Metal Mining Canada. Uh, nice drill hits here, obviously 20 and a half meters of 2.8 grams per ton gold, uh, another 20 meters of 2.78 grams per ton. Uh, I mean, listen, this make it, these drill holes will make any exploration geo blush a little bit. Yeah, these are all new on the new vein discoveries, which was really where our summer program was focused on. We put about 12,000 meters into the Eastern side of the Renault, uh, gold system and, um, we're really focusing on stepping out on on these parallel vein structures, namely the R5, R6, R7, R8. But we've seen to date between, you know, these these were identified in the winter drill program this year, and then we followed up this summer where we could on on in terms of access on land because most of the systems under under the lake up there, obviously. But uh, we've seen some incredible hits come out of the new vein discoveries. You mentioned a couple there, but there's. Um, from the winter drilling 6.65 meters at 19 grams on R6. On R7, we hit you know 10 meters at 4.43, and R8, 5 meters at 5.46, and on the R5, 2.91 at 31 grams per ton. So all of these new veins that we've discovered have uh, produced hits that look uh, economically viable and comparable to the R1, which was kind of the original focus. So... We've got about 500 meters of strike on the new vein discoveries. The winter drill program uh, coming up in the first quarter next year will be focused on stepping out and extending those um, to the western side underneath the lake, which we think we're going to see even better hits because generally in the in the, the best vein formations when you're kind of in the center of the intrusive complex as opposed to the margin. So, yeah, it's, it's super exciting. Um, the system, every drill program out there, it's it's grown larger in terms of its footprint, and and yeah, excited to get in there and, and keep just doing what we're doing and progressing this discovery along. Uh, the, this the stacked vein system. I, I don't know if that's appropriate to say it, uh, but these stacked veins. I'm just curious. Um, do you think you can find find stuff even deeper? Could you? I mean, you're obviously going from like R1 to R8. I mean, do you have any reason to believe there's a nine, ten, eleven? Absolutely. That's, that's totally the, uh, that's our working kind of hypothesis here is that we can keep pushing deeper into the intrusive complex. And as long as we're, you know, generally within the larger kind of shear zone that, uh, has created all of these structures, we should see additional kind of parallel veins as well. So part of that winter drill program in the first quarter next year is going to be really pushing deeper. We'll probably see some thousand meter plus holes that we'll put through uh, put into there and and um we already do have hits below the r8 and we just you know it takes a few holes to kind of line it up in terms of defining an actual structure but i think for sure we're going to see we're going to see more of these uh, and, and pardon my this naive question if it is such stepping if you stepped out to the you know, to the south of this, could you get a better sense of these vein structures closer to surface? I mean, could you potentially hit, you know, R8 closer to surface and then maybe understand 
that you know where there's more veins underneath um actually it, some of the veins are really constrained to the intrusive complex and the intrusive complex itself you could think of it as like a giant cylinder and mm-hmm. that cylinder has an orientation as well so it's it's kind of plunging in a certain direction and and the fact it's dipping or plunging in a certain direction you do have volcanics that sit kind of vertically above it to the south and to the east um, so we don't actually expect those veins to you know outcrop or daylight okay. at the surface because generally the vein formation isn't really that great in the volcan- the surrounding volcanics you really want to be in that host rock you want to be in the intrusive complex so i think it's even that's even more exciting because you're not get, these things aren't going to daylight and maybe part of the reason that renault was never discovered historically is that the whole vein system's not just daylighting and mm-hmm. and there's potential that we're going to you know make these additional vein discoveries kind of underneath the volcanics but within the intrusive complex to the south and to the east Uh, on this project is there potential targets that could host similar type systems yeah definitely and the summer program next year um, is going to be really kind of focused going back to the drawing board in terms of more regional exploration along the major east-west shear zone out to the east where we have some really like the after the like the very first till sampling program super wide spaced um we did pick up some gold and pathfinder like tellurium um and silver signature out to the east that had never been followed up on and now that we know what the major kind of controlling structure is which is this large east-west shear zone and we have that that smoke out to the east we're going to be following up out there as well and and Certainly, I think that's where the where the upside is, where the potential is um, to find things around this this system. The other night, you and I were were chatting about this project, and and I know you're you're biased here, but you did kind of uh, mention that you thought uh, uh, Renault was one of the best gold discoveries in in Canada as of recent. Mm-hmm. And I know, as the CEO of Kennerland, you need to say that, but I. You know, if you break it down for somebody who maybe is new to the sector or doesn't quite understand what it takes to discover and build out a mine, give us the reason why you're, you know, you you say something like that and you do it so very honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's been a lot of fantastic discoveries in the last decade or even few years, um, but I think the ones that really kind of realize value are the ones that are potentially going into production in the near term. So you saw things like Great Bear, for instance, the Mm -hmm. LP fault, you're near infrastructure, you're close to surface, it's high grade, you know that there's gonna be some high margin ounces there as well. Those are the things that tick the boxes for major mining companies, plus obviously the size. You have to have multi-million ounce potential as well. Um, But if they all line up, then, you know, these are the ones that will go into production first rather than say, you know, a huge gold discovery in some remote location where you're going to have social issues, infrastructure issues. Um, you know, they're, those are, those are, those are amazing achievements as well. You know, don't want to, don't want to downplay any of that, but, um, but this particular system, Renault, we see, we have super high grade, it's high margin. It's got absolutely has potential to become, becoming a multi-million ounce resource. And you're right off the route to Norden in, in Quebec. There's, you know, tra- a transmission line up to Troilus not too far away. 
um, you're in an area. <clears throat> Quebec itself is a jurisdiction, relatively straightforward in terms of permitting. Of course, you have to, you know, you have to have you know best practice and good relations with with the First Nations communities. But we've been developing those over the years with with the Cree up there as well. And there's there's good precedent for you know impact benefit agreements um, in 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 the region as well, and in, in the James Bay region to the north and um, and so I think all these things lining up, and then, and then you have a partner like Sumitomo Metal Mining, uh, you know, who owns majority of this, and they're, you know, highly motivated, and, and they have the financial and technical capability to to take it across the line. Um, I think that's kind of all the stars have have are been aligning, mm-hmm. and and that's why I think that you know for a, a Greenfield's discovery, this really is like the, a standout. Do you need to start publishing some technical reports on this project to get people to really understand it? Um, eventually, there you know th- that will need to be done. But so far, our our strategy for each of these exploration phases has been, you know, discovery focused, step outs, growing the footprint of of no mineralization. That's still going to be the focus going into the next twenty five thousand meter program in the first quarter next year. Large. 100 meter plus step outs and drilling deeper looking for new parallel structures there's been very little discussion or talk in the within the joint venture about actual resource definition and infill drilling which we're happy with as well we think you know first you want to know how potentially how large it is and then mm-hmm. and then you can kind of backfill and infill um, <clears throat> but down the road yes I think that that's that's obviously the easiest way for people to wrap their heads around how how big it is and what the grade is um, but again, we're not, uh, we're not looking there yet. There's only 57,000 meters of drilling into the discovery to date. It's about 150 holes. So any resource you'd have to look at 500,000 plus meters of drilling probably. Right. Right. Uh, long way to go. The, the, the work has, uh, been nonstop, uh, up there, but you have been nonstop. Actually, you have, uh, been incredibly busy. Not only have you been out here in Europe marketing, uh, you've also, I don't know when you sit down at your desk and actually uh, do some of the fun CEO work, like pushing paper and stuff, because you love being out in the bush. Tell me about uh, this, this, the ethos of this company has, uh, con- it's continued to grow. You, I mean, you're a big boy company now, uh, and you have to balance your time from CEO, marketing, equity management, and both, you know, your love and passion of being uh, out in the woods, staking claims. Uh, how has that changed? How has that balance changed in the last couple of years? Well, you know, we first started trading as a public company and first thing in, in 2021, and, and that immediately kind of required us to become um, a little more organized on the administrative side. At the same time, our portfolio was growing. We were managing more exploration. The team was growing. So it's been a you know sharp curve, a growth curve in terms of like personnel, human resources, administrative, um, and you know marketing comes along with that too. But uh, uh, the company is is maturing rapidly, and and the team is really settling into their roles and. Uh, and that's huge, and it's been really wonderful to see the team grow and and take real ownership of of both you know the operations, um, 
in terms of managing the exploration, but also the technical side and, and, and really performing for our partners as well. I mean, that's a big part of our business is to execute on all this exploration really effectively, you know, according to budgets and timelines that we propose and, and uh, being able to kind of report the results, um, you know, effectively to, to our partners. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, really, we're trying to achieve exploration success. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's, been a, it's been a fun experience. I haven't had as much time in the field as I'd like, but uh, I think next summer I'll, I'll definitely be carving out some more time to spend, especially up in Alaska where we might be drilling with Anafagasta um, at Tanacross. That's going to be a super exciting program. And, and then getting out to Frotet, looking at the drill core in the first quarter next year. And then in the summertime, getting out on the ground in Manitoba where, where we've been doing a huge amount of generative work and recently staking and acquiring mineral tenure so there'll be a lot of fun kind of boots on the ground yeah you were, you were, you were telling there. me uh you're telling me staking up in manitoba is <laughs> fairly difficult yes <clears throat> so far that's been our experience on the ground in manitoba is the bush is uh the teams are reporting back that the bush is relentless there and uh and there's a lot of swamps and and deadfall and it's tough to move through and you know, maybe that's a good thing because it might have uh, it might have in, you know inhibited some other uh, previous explorers to, to you know pushing forward. I mean, if you think about where we made the discovery in northern Quebec, right off the route to Nord, there's a logging road basically going over top of the deposit. I mean, we could you could walk out to the boulder fields in, in tennis shoes, um, you know, and, dri and drive a drive a Civic up there. So I think exploring in places that are a little more challenging. Geographically, there's just as good of opportunity for for discovery. Is there more activity happening in Manitoba as far as exploration, staking? If you can handle the the elements. Yeah, it seems like um, it seems like Manitoba is really waking up. I was just at the Central Canadian Mineral Exploration Conference there, and um, there was there was a, quite a buzz. There was a lot of people where you know in the, in our industry where it was their first time at that conference. It was my first time at the conference as well. Um, and and there's some areas like the Fox River Belt, and which is kind of out to the east of Thompson, um, where other players have showed up, like Tech. They you know mm -hmm. stake some mineral exploration licenses out there, and Anglo American as well, you know, really pushing on on the nickel front. And I know some other major mining companies with their eyes on on that province in particular. I mean, the nickel potential and. Manitoba is second to none. You know, there's there's basically four places in Canada or North America that, that you'd look for nickel, and it's, you know, Raglan, Sudbury, uh, Voices Bay, and then, of course, Thompson is 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 one of the top jurisdictions. So yeah. we're super excited to move in there. It's not our... It's not like we just made this change overnight when, you know, nickel started getting a buzz. We've actually been doing generative kind of work and, and looking at the province since 2017, 2018. So... Yeah. Uh, I, I think you and I will probably be connecting one more time before the end of the year. But you know, looking looking ahead into 2023, you know, what what's the goal for 2023? If there's one thing you can accomplish next year, what would what would you want that to be and to share with your shareholders or investors? I, I do think the the like one of the biggest catalysts is going to be this large drill program. Uh, Renault. This mm -hmm. will be the biggest drill program the Discovery seen to date. You know, we're adding 25,000 meters on top of the existing 57,000 meters. So that's a huge leap forward. We have a really good understanding of the system there now in terms of controls and geometry. So it's going to get really exciting um, 
there and and uh and then on top of that i think moving forward on the tan across project you know that's a, a large-scale pore-free copper system that antifagasta is interested in and and um you know ideally we're going to see a big drill program up there as well so so those are real kind of you know potential movers um and then we're going to be testing some other targets for the first time as well i think shibista one we're going to be up there uh working you know we have a we have a particular target on that project that we've developed over over two years of regional exploration so putting the first you know potentially putting the first diamond drill holes into that and um and then seeing what sort of targets develop on all the other greenfields projects too i mean uh you never know what's going to happen when you go out there and you you start sampling systematically over huge areas right right all right zach uh well until next time uh you know we'll uh, we'll catch up here in the next couple of weeks uh, i hope the uh, all the travel and the discussions have been uh fortuitous for you and look forward to next time we chat thanks a lot trevor all right zach flood kennerland minerals Again, trading on the Venture Exchange with KLD and on the OTCQX with KLDCF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.